In a typical history book, Black Americans are mentioned in the context of slavery or civil rights. There's so much more to the story. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's a vibe. Oh, it's a vibe. Yeah, yeah, what's on your mind? I think it's time. What's on your mind? I think it's time. Yeah, yeah, it's a vibe. And we're back for another week. We have been gone for two weeks, but we're back. Sorry for the delay. Please, please <laughs> forgive me. I am Khadija Wright Kale. And then choking back there is Danny Marie. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> She's okay, I promise. I'm okay. We're so back. What's up? How you been? I am good. I missed. I missed this. I know I did too. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back in here and talk to all the people. Tell them what's up, which is really nothing. Just, you know, living life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, this week, I'll just have the giggles, y'all. Like, it's I'm trying to have a good week, so we're going to see. Um, you know what? I think that I'm going to, we are going to keep it short and sweet this week. We're not going to drag it out. Did you start this fire, man? Against the law to burn anything except trash in your own yard, man. It is trash. I just think that our climate is changing in the world. And it's also apparently going to change real soon, but Donald Trump doesn't care about that. He decides, you know, let's just pull out of that deal. Who gives a fuck about climate change? <laughs> He's a fucking Cheeto. I'm just so over him. And you know what? It's just like the more that he does shit, the more I'm not even surprised like i have no more but shock in me but you know what i almost feel like that's why the fuck they're doing it though there's something else happening this is all a distraction because you know what at this (laughs) point think about it this there's nothing this man like the very most mild shit that this dude has said any other president would have been impeached by now they wouldn't so, even got in the they, office. They wouldn't have even got, they like, would have Obama not even made it to grab the primaries. Grab a bitch's bottle pussy and stuff. No, right. he wouldn't even made it. Like, it's crazy how um, President Barack Obama was in there for eight years, scandal free. Right. And you couldn't even get a scandal, be scandal free on but, the but, trail. Right. Like, uh, how does that work? But you know what? I think it is very, very painfully clear that in this country, as long as you are a white man, you can get away with saying and doing absolutely anything. Absolutely. Because Kathy Lee Griffin, okay, she's a comedian who held up, you know, that fake bloody head, okay, of Donald Trump. I mean, I don't understand how that was a death threat, whatever. But for her to have lost her job, you know what I mean? Like, she, yeah, she did, like, it was nonverbal. She didn't say anything. There was no threat. And, you know, some people think it was in poor taste. So she apologized for people thinking that it was in poor taste. Um, But as the comedian, or even as a person who feels like Donald Trump is crap, I don't think she had to apologize. Right. Like, I just, what did you do wrong? You did, you used your, um... Your freedom of speech, really. Right. Like, you know me. Like, there was no hate uh, speech being thrown around. Although people would say a head being de- him being deheaded would be the hate part of it. But, right. I mean, he's done so much more. He said so much more. Yeah, and I think it's, like, crazy. Like, let's take a moment to, to think that all these people that criticize Trump have lost their jobs. Or even... Um, 
can't remember that guy's name who was caught on tape with him while he was talking about grab. Oh yeah, Billy Bush. Billy Bush was fired. So that tells us that if you are a news anchor or reporter, you can get fired for saying some out of pocket shit. If you're a comedian, you can get fired, but you're still eligible to be the president of the United States saying some off the wall shit. Right. So in retrospect, what we're saying is we hold common civilians, you know, regular everyday people to a higher standard than we hold the president of the United States. Right. Which is scary. The leader of the free world. Right. Like he doesn't have to meet any of these standards. Like he he doesn't have to know anything about politics, apparently. <laughs> that is just crazy. I'm just I don't even know. I just that just shocks the hell out of me, you know? And then, you know, the Paris terrorist attacks that happened the other day. Mm-hmm. What was it? 2 days ago now? Or was it yesterday? Was that yesterday? Well, I think it was 2 days ago. 2 days ago. Sunday? Was it Sunday? I think so. It wasn't yesterday. Okay, yeah. So Sunday, when the terrorist attacks happened, and it was um, two guys, they had like a 12-inch blade, and they were going around stabbing people after they ran over people off the bridge. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it was the climate in America was, you know, praying for a London, which, you know. Right. Which is fine. But it was just like, oh, my God, terrorism, terrorism, terrorism. And I just think it's crazy how we are so quick to label something that happens to other countries as terrorism. Exactly. But we don't label the own thing that's happened domestically in our it, country right, as, terrorism. as terrorism. Like, you know, when you have the police killing unarmed black men, that's terrorism. Right. When Dylan Roof went into the um, church and killed those nine people in the church, that was terrorism. Exactly. But those words were never uttered. You know why? Because these are white men. Exactly. And when you say things like terror, you invoke fear in people. And also we've been programmed that the face of terror is always a minority exactly it would change the narrative for them they couldn't do that Mm -hmm. and i'm like you know you every day day you walk down the street or whatever you see a white man so it's like it would create a frenzy you know Mm -hmm. because you see a white man oh my god he could be a terrorist right but they say no let's put it on marginalized people and brown skinned people because it's not that many of them you Mm -hmm. know but i feel like we always as america we always see compassion have so much compassion and see the wrong for other countries than we do ourselves we do and that's just like with people because we do the same thing we can always point fingers and be like oh yeah we can you, you got this wrong with you you got this wrong with you but we can't do that to ourselves right and i just think that's like it, crazy like, it hurts <laughs> my heart for um the, like especially i mean to be quite quite honest like the black race is like we're so compassionate we're always quick to forgive yep and we're the we're so quick to put a filter on there talking about pray for Paris or whatever, mm-hmm. but nobody could put that same filter for Sandra Bland or. Yep. And to me, it comes from a stem it stems from like some of us still have that post traumatic slave disorder where they just subconsciously feel like the shit that happens to us is deserved. Mm-hmm. That can be the only reason as to why when these countries have tragedies, they'll change your filter. Mm-hmm. They'll talk about praying for them, but who's praying for the, you know, dozens of men that were gunned down in the middle of the street that are your same skin color yep. every day. Yep. Well, according to Bill Mayer, I guess our slavery is a joke. Did you see that? I did not. Okay. So, you know, he does that H his HBO special that he has every Friday and it's live on Fridays. Um, and so it happened to be a Senator from Nebraska 
that he was interviewing. Mm -hmm. And the senator was like, you know, telling him about, you know, the plans and the change and just how climate is or whatever. And so he was telling Bill Maher, he was like, yeah, you could come and work in the fields with us, basically, like out here, you know, canvassing. And he was like, work in the fields. He said, I'm a house nigger. Bill Maher. The, the the audacity that this man has, he uses the word nigga so comfortably and in in the presence of other black people. Yep. That is he, sickening. They, and you know, it was just the whole thing where there was like, well, he, he slept with a lot of black women. I was just going to so say. So had slave masters and they still were slave masters. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Right. Nothing. So I'm sitting here like why is he not fired yet? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm wondering, are they going to fire him? Are they just, you know, I'm sure he's lost phosphorus by now. If he hasn't, he should. Maybe he, but has he? Because the only person who's checking for, for that, uh, you know, people just is mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And you know what? It's been, it's not been good though. You know, you've had people out here who, who have a influential grasp on black communities and then have actually, you know, gotten attention from the white America. So, so you know, they give them passes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some of them give him passes and some of them are, you know, saying, pull him to task. Like he needs to pay for this, right. you know, chance the rappers, like he needs to be off of HBO. Right. You know, he's like, there is a lot of people that are speaking out against this because mm-hmm. that was complete. And then the comfortability that he said it in. That's what I'm saying. And how the Nebraska senator wasn't even shook because nigger is probably a part of his vocabulary. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was just sitting I'm there, like, to basically. Learn, exactly. I'm starting to learn that these people, something that I like, I think we need to watch out for is the, the appearing liberal person in America, the white liberal because they appear like they're on our side. Yep. And the white liberal in this country is not an ally to the black and brown people. Mm-hmm. So when you see people with tattoos who they themselves are somewhat outcast to society or have colored hair or whatnot, just because they have that, I have learned that they are just as racist as the rest. And yeah. we need to start uh, yeah, acknowledging. They're only allies to they see a person of color catapult. If they start to, you know, surpass them and go further than them, then they're no longer an ally, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's just like, you're here to ride until the ride takes off for someone of color, you know what I mean? And then you're like, not feeling that Mm -hmm. at all, you know? And that's just like... Like, I've I've just had to educate a lot of people that just because you see somebody at these rallies, just because you see, I see it every day in our own trendy neighborhoods, peoples that or people that you work with that you think you're cool as hell with. These people have piercings, tattoos. They themselves, people look at them mm-hmm. like, oh, they're kind of crazy looking, albeit still white, so they still have that privilege. Those yep. people will still, in the company of their own, mm-hmm. talk down on black people. Right. And that's why, like, that doesn't fool me, you being a liberal, you yep. voted for Obama. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up because this brings me to a dilemma that I have. So... There is this uh, woman that I work with, and she is, like, so... Ap- she has the appearance to be very, um, you know, just cool. She real chill. She real laid back. She, mm-hmm. you know, her extracurricular activities are my extracurricular activities, you know? Right. And she real cool. And, like, she listens to a lot of the same music I listen to, all that stuff like that. She's a white woman who voted for Donald Trump. Hmm. And so my whole thing is, 
it's hard for me to be rude and like not like girls don't talk to me because nice. like obviously we don't have the same views when we have so much in common and we're like really cool people together you know we go right. to lunch together all that kind of stuff like we're real cool right. so it's like having that thing is like I could never ever see myself having a friend that is Caucasian that voted for Donald Trump as one of my friends right. because we don't have the same views mm-hmm. and it's what it is to me, I feel like, because she feels that she's, she's like, you know, she's not racist because she voted for Donald Trump. That's how she feels. Um, and I'm like, I don't see how you could not, not be. be. And then the first thing, you know, she mentioned that she has um, a godson who's half black. I hate that. And I'm like, what does that mean? I hate though? that I'm not racist, but I'm not so racist because I have family that's black. I'm like, do you um, love the black part of him or the white part of him? Or do you like love all of him? Or do you just love him simply like, because he's your family? Because that has nothing to do with the people that are dying Exactly. The because they're not related exactly. to you. So do you value their lives just the same? Exactly. Or do you value his, that, mm-hmm. your nephew's life? Because right. he's mixed, Because that's family. Right. So I'm like really trying to figure out what it is that you're trying to tell me by saying that you have a biracial godson. Right. So what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so so I was just like, okay. And then, you know, you know how typically, you know, white people will try to bond with you over like hip hop and all that stuff like that. I can't stand You know, that and shit. it's kind of like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. I'll bond with you over that because we do like some of the same music. That's fine. Right. But it's like, I think in my head, just because I work with her, I keep it real cute, real cordial. But mm-hmm. in my head, I want to be like, but you voted for Donald Trump, though. Right, like, why is you so cool with me? You right. know what I mean? Why you want to hang with me, mm-hmm. my black ass, ha- and you voted for Donald Trump? Have you asked her so, I would say so clearly, because this fucks people up, so clearly you voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. I would have hoped that you did your research before you voted for Trump, looked at his past track see, record. Thing, his, so she I would talks, like a list she of things about, about Donald Trump. So then I would say, but what do you identify with? Cause see what I need, what's going to determine this it's friendship why you is voted for him. I need to know what you identify with. Yeah. But I, honestly, I feel like I don't want to hear all that because I feel like at the end of the day, you identify with everything cause you voted for him. Well, absolutely. You know, but, uh, but make her say it. You yeah. know what oh, I mean? See, and I read, she's not, I don't, right. I, I read it. this article once that said black women, there's no such thing as friends in the workplace. Mm hmm. And I, I truly... You can never be friends true, with someone. Absolutely. Like, you can right. only make your time go by. Exactly. <laughs> like, and that's exactly what it is. And like, we just make t- your time and, go and, by. Right. And you only tell them very limited information. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because you never give them any information. But, I I don't really trust the situation as, you know, as it is anyway. Because I'm like... And I think it really has to do with her social economic class. Because poor white people voted for Donald Trump. Because mm-hmm. he's talking about making America great again, getting white people in money, basically. Right. And they feel like they're talking to him. Where in mm-hmm. reality, it's not you as it's a white woman, as switch. a white man. Yes. He's not talking to you as your that color. The- he's talking to you as your social economic exactly. class. And you don't fit in the class or the narrative in which he's trying to, to benefit. So you're voting for him because you mm-hmm. think that he's going to pull your ass up out the trenches and make you rich because right. you should be rich because that's your privilege because exactly. you're white. You feel that way. Mm-hmm. But that's not what's going to happen because right. he doesn't give a fuck about you. You might as well be black to him. Exactly. Because when I tell you that is the great one thing I will say about Donald Trump or the people who are working for him is that is the greatest switcheroo that has ever yeah. been. He marketed towards the hillbillies, the people because with nobody was teeth, listening. Nobody the was people ever in the to trailer them. courts because what you yep. do and this is classic uh, like uh, Mussolini and like uh, Hitler tactics is what you do is you appeal to the masses of the poor race or whatever 
that you are trying to appeal to mm-hmm. and you make them think that the reason why they're not successful are the minorities in the situation. Yep. So for instance, yep. they say, not, you yeah. don't have this job because of the, the black his, man, the black yep. man or the Hispanic man. Yep. When we know that that's not true because exactly. they will not work those jobs. A yep. and, and, and B we don't even get paid the same amount as exactly. that. The, 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 your economic status has nothing to do, but that's a classic ta- tactic to make you so feel that the way. people who voted him in were the were poor middle class. Yep. Dare I say, build the wall, keep them out of here because right. they're taking our jobs. And there, yep. when I all I can say is when that day comes, I will be smiling because little do they know that they're niggas just like everybody else. Hello, okay, that's the point and that they who don't he's get. Talking about benefiting is not them. It's and that one percent sh- exactly, and slowly but surely he's passing laws. In into place and they're kind of like wait wait a minute but the thing is that some of them are so dumb that they weren't even in this politic game to begin with yep. so they won't know till it's too late that they're being fucked when you're yeah, like like when this whole time he even he first of all he already duped him when he was like we're gonna get rid of the obamacare exactly. and we're gonna have the affordable care act they're the same fucking exactly. thing you white people you white gop's went out here and named it Obamacare. Right. When it was already called Affordable it was Care already Now. Ca- it's yeah. always been called that. Mm-hmm. But he slished, switched that on y'all so quick and y'all fell for it. Y'all like, right. oh, okay. Bitch, it's the same thing. Exactly. Like, you go to show right there what your real motivation is. It's mm-hmm. not about paying money and all this shit. It's about you feeling superior to other groups in this country. Exactly. And you feel like he's going to bring you back on right. top and it's not going to happen. And another smart person that he appealed to, because he didn't have the numbers, if you want to be quite honest. Oh, hell no, he didn't Rich, have the numbers. Okay, there's a certain 1% who mm-hmm. were, were Trump, but then there's the certain very wealthy that... that they know, and I dare say, like, when you're super wealthy, you know shit that we don't have. And they know that Trump was never going to do right yep. in the long run. So he didn't have all of the rich white people. Mm-mm. Some of the rich white people were not ri- voting um, in this election. He didn't have or, that. He had Russia. Right. Exactly. That's or they, they wanted Bernie Sanders. Yep. So, but you know who else he went against, which was so fucking smart. You have to give it to him or his camp. A Mexican. The Mexicans that yep. have that, that, uh, uh arrogance about them that they made it over here legally and so should you yep and it's the mexicans and the latinos and you know i have been able to see this and even speaking with like a lot of the people from that community because i have a lot of friends in that community um and family even Mm -hmm. and um it's the mexican americans that are so pale so light that pass for white you think there's so many of them but that you, know you would what? not. You I know what it is? It's that... so many of them that you wouldn't even know was Mexican. You're that's true. And they want to keep that damn bullseye off of them, and they go with the the uh, right wing all the time because they are passing and they are getting paid. You know what? They are making money in their economic true. status. You know, I have friends and their family, and they're like, "Oh yeah, they're all Republicans because they all look white." Right. You know, and we're all darker skin. So like, and they want to separate themselves Mm -hmm. from that. And that's the problem because they already, they, we have colorism Mm -hmm. and so do they. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and then it's just like, then there's a black and brown racism. And it's like the other day Dwayne, um, was, you know, doing business with like, uh, like Hispanic man or whatever. And he was just really like, almost as if he was doing business with a white man. The man was very like, he felt 
like he deserved you know what i mean uh-huh. he wasted his time and then he tried to talk them down from an agreed price and i'm like because they were taught that we're lazy yep and we're so we have white people who were taught that we're animals we have mexicans that were taught that we're lazy and so there's just so much multi-layer racism even mm-hmm. within black and brown people that it's disgusting mm-hmm. but black and brown though it is absolutely beautiful though when we come together when we come together and, you know, and i have family that is black and brown and you know but unfortunately have, that's not common it's not it is, but you know what it really is there common pockets, let me tell you it's not overall i don't think let me tell you how common common this is so and you know what i'm really gonna have to have bring my friend on here one time but let me tell you so it's always funny how you have, like, oh, Christopher Columbus discovered America when really it was, like, the Dominican. So you had, like, the Dominican and the Haitians, you know, and then right. the white people came in and they saw, like, the Dominicans and they're like, oh, okay, we see Dominicans, they fine, we're going to stay here, we're going to take their land or whatever. But they were already part of the indigenous people as well. They were already here, right? you know, but then, and then when you have Haiti just down the road, you know, those two became to fight with each other because of right. colorism. Mm-hmm. But it's like... Latino and Haiti. Like, you guys are the same. Dominican, Haiti. Like, you guys are the same. We're all derived from African. Mm -hmm. Like, all of us are the same. Mm -hmm. I think everybody has a trace of everything in them. But even though it's spread out all around the world and all around the country, there is a lot of, you know, a Latino presence here. There is. But a lot of them don't claim it, just like they don't claim the Afro. Like, you have some who mm-hmm. are fair-skinned, and they will not claim that they are Afro-Latino mm-hmm. or Latino or at all. Or you even just have ones that are dark that, yep. that will not, they absolutely they will, not will not claim it. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, so I will say worldwide, yes, but in the United States, I don't think there's a lot of black and brown unity. But me, I would say worldwide, yes. Yeah, I think the unity with black and brown is getting better. It was way worse in because the 90s. Because it used to be... Um, way worse. Because and I've you know that I've talked to people who said that they felt like Hispanics that that would this was our fight, mm-hmm. and this yep. was our fight, and that and it they didn't want to get in and it, and that they didn't want to get in mm-hmm. it. Yep, and it's and it was that's when we you know everyone and you know how, how I said I'm like well, well the, when I have to vote for then your I'm not for get your in yours. right when I have to vote for your wall yes or no what should I say <laughs> you know what I mean like you don't think our fight is your fight right. you know and I had to break it down to that woman like that I'm like mm-hmm. honey like we all in the same we fight all. boo there's no separation here yep. you, you know, know like, who learned that he was a nigga this week who Tiger Woods oh <laughs> yep he is not what did he say he was what did he used to say Cablasian Cablasian right. mm-hmm. girl bye you, you you're black says, you're black you see what it says on that police report he had a he black. had what we call a nigga wake up call right black male mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh poor Tiger baby Woods starting to have like black people problems now he got baby mama that's because he had married he, the white woman exactly. who, who divorced him and ran him dry and now he back to nigga status right it's like oh you never know what it look feels like until you're there mm-hmm. right little wayne all life matters Okay, so um, did you see that the story with Tamir Rice, uh, the officer that killed him, got fired? I did. Uh huh. I'm. I think I'm annoyed though. Like, so he got fired for lying on his application, but he didn't get fired for the killing of right. this man. So you're still saying yes That's once again of our life is not what mm-hmm. drives you at all, right? Like, I'm still like, after you done with all that, the reason you fired him is because he lied on his application, right? No, the reason he's fired is because you 
refrained or not even refrained should i say refused you refused to do your fucking job and to call his fucking references references and his fucking last employer right that's what happened Mm -hmm. because had you done that you would have known what that fucking report said i wonder if they have basis for a wrongful death suit based on the fact that fact didn't they already get paid for this no but what i'm saying is can they sue again based on the fact of wrongful death because they shouldn't have let him through Mm -hmm. therefore they were negligent and they didn't yeah they didn't vet him at all like he, they were supposed to mm. so maybe there is room for a, a suit there which I feel is like sad because i feel one. like we're always getting money at, i should add not adequate money and money can't buy back a life but i'm sick of i, I want to see you got to pay some kind of way i want to see actual justice and not in the form of like pitiful amounts of money mm-hmm. or how big however big how much money, you think right. my son's life was worth right like seriously like that's what it boils down to of how mm-hmm. much you think someone's life is so worth. I, and essentially they're telling us that we'll kill you we'll give the cop vacation and we've already put, built in a budget at our police force to pay for that life exactly like not a problem you know our lawyers talk to your lawyers we'll get a handle right. basically and that's that's just the thought process of this country and i feel like it's always going to be this way because the Constitution was never created to Mm-mm. include us. Right. You know, when they say justice for all, I don't, they didn't mean us. They didn't. Because we weren't human. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I didn't even know about that shit until probably a year ago. Mm. Um, and, you know, Dwayne put me onto that. And I was like, always, my first thing is like to always doubt what he says. Like, right. What? And then I did my own research and sure enough. Yep. So all these people that want to claim the constitution, that doesn't apply. It doesn't apply you know to what us. I mean? Right. No, it never was created to you. And so when you have that situation, it's like, why do we keep having to have like addendums? Like there's like, you know, the civil rights act. Mm-hmm. And then we had to have that. And right. then, um, you have to have like gay rights and then you have to have like the women's rights. Like there's so much, that we have to do extra mm-hmm. that we shouldn't have to because it should already be included because you said justice for all, but you right. didn't mean that. And you meant justice for white men right. in America. That's what it boiled down to, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just like one of those situations where you sit there and you're just like, when, yeah, is I mean, this shit still happening It really boiled down to heterosexual Christian white men, white men and women. Who, who also, and, but, and oh, wait a minute, rich white men too, because you needed to own land or you needed to own mules or you needed right. to own something of value. Mm-hmm. Because if you were poor, they didn't care. Right. Yeah. So same thing. That's what I'm saying. White people, poor white people, albeit that they do have um, advantage to their skin color poor white people trailer trash white people i don't think they realize that they've been niggas for years Mm -mm. and they still have the the flag outside but a lot of them do realize that and that's why they're pissed and that's why they voted for donald trump because they've been led to believe that we're the reason why they're they're in the situation Mm -hmm. exactly i'm like somebody's always blaming something Mm -hmm. on us we (laughs) we didn't did it all um and it's just, it's heart-wrenching when you deal with stuff like that. Because it's just like, every day it's going to be like that. And I feel, um, speaking of like being heart-wrenching. So, Keisha Cole, she was, you know, having one of her Keisha Cole moments that I love so much um, on Twitter. And she was really just talking about how her mom um, was always going to be in the streets. Like, she could never keep her out the streets. Mm-hmm. And her mom was like, you know, she's like, mom, if something's going to happen to you out there, you need to stop. Like, mm-hmm. you know. And she was just basically said her mom was like, well, you be all right or whatever. And she was like, you know, that really hurt her because 
that's her mama, you right. know, and she wanted her mama to fly right or whatever. And I just think I'm like, damn, after all these years, mm-hmm. after all the TV shows that you guys had and you still don't want to do right. Right. And that's like a damn systematic thing to ourselves that we endanger mm-hmm. ourselves right. because it's like you even been, with all the money in the world you right because you got pulled up. up by your bootstraps you know what i mean and right. um, gr- granted it's reality tv so the most you're probably making to be the mom was probably like 2500 a Does show it, but that's more than you had because you was in prison you know right. she, mm-hmm. your mom made it to where you was racking coins up in prison because she came to the prison to visit you on right. her reality show so you were racking up money right. while you were behind bars mm-hmm. so it's just like when you're given a plateau and, it's, and a chance to make it it's hard to watch you fuck it up for yourself. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, damn, you don't care about shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't One care about I've nothing. One thing I've always applauded Keisha Cole for, and I will always say is Keisha Cole had a rough childhood. childhood. And she's and very transparent. for her, very transparent mm-hmm. and very um, self-aware of her destructive behaviors, but she can tell you A, B, and C what what she's doing wrong but most importantly what i respect her for is she was not afraid to go to counseling Mm-mm. to seek and in that in our community that is huge yeah for her to acknowledge that her family was sick and that this was something that was going to take the whole family mm-hmm. and, and to be committed i really commend her for that because right. we don't do that because the reality is behind every rapper and singer is a dysfunctional family yeah. getting broke off who still has those problems. Yep. And she was like, you know what, we're gonna, not only am I gonna like bring y'all up with me like financially, I want us to be like in a better mind state. Mm-hmm. And yet they didn't necessarily take to it. Right, because you can't help people of, who don't want to be you helped. You can't help people that don't want to be just, helped. And I just, I do, I like the fact that she, before she brought her child into this world, she tried to make her life right and her right. family life right so that her child mm-hmm. would have a better upbringing than her. But now that she's a mother, I know she's trying even harder. Like, uh-huh. you know, no, and I just I think not a lot of people that are on celebrity status will let you into their lives like mm-hmm. that. And so she's very brave for doing that. And I've always loved Keisha Cole. And, and not only do I think, but I think she's brave for like breaking through that stigma mm-hmm. of I need help, our yep. family needs help, like we need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we 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 can't solve these issues. Yep. And it, it's really sad. I'm gonna say because like having a mom who has like issues and that stem because let's be honest there her Akisha Cole's mom it's not just like substance or alcohol it's mental strong mm-hmm. yeah. same with her sister yeah and uh, my mom's the same way and sadly uh Dwayne's mom's the same way mm-hmm. and it's sad when again if they don't want the help and you look at this person and you think that you know their life could be so much better. Mm-hmm. But that's the they, stigma on black families is. and mental health. We have right. a big stigma on that. I know last month was uh, mental health awareness, but um, there's a big stigma in the black community on mental health. And it's just like as being a black person and having mental struggles, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that you have to be willing to acknowledge and understand that there's strength and help. Right. You know what I mean? There's strength in getting your mind right. Right. So I wish her the best and I hope her mama comes through. I I really don't know if it's going to happen because it's been so long, but I really, really hope it does for right. her. I really think, speaking of people who need help, I really think that K. Michelle needs help. Like, K. Michelle is suffering from some type of mental illness, kinda, apparently. Hmm. Like, that's how it appears to look. Sometimes, because, to, sometimes that's funny that you say that because, like, last year or so, I felt like Keisha Cole was in that spot. You know what? 
and it would be understandable if she was, but I think if she did, she would acknowledge it and she wouldn't have a problem fixing that. Yeah. But Kay I feel, Michelle, I feel like she went through like a midlife crisis last year. I think year she was having before. a problem. I think everything was just hitting her at once. You know, she was having a divorce. Her and Booby get back together. Then he's cheating again. So then they break up. And then you know she lost her some of her homes, right. taking care of her family. She didn't have money to pay for her stuff. Um, so that her lifestyle is changing. She's right. going back to living in apartments, stuff like that. Right. Her lifestyle is different. Um, and then she gets with a little bow wow, and he's just a little trick ass fuck fuck boy and she has to deal with that I just think a lot of shit was happening for her Mm -hmm. and I feel like she's back on track now but I feel like shit anybody would be overwhelmed and I think she was I think when K Michelle cause didn't she get her ass smaller she did but it looked like it went back up it looks you're so right but what I'm saying around that time when it did go down Uh a little bit is when she lost it you know what I think she was already gone before that Mm -hmm. like she has you came, she came into this industry with the destructive behavior mm-hmm. and it is only spiral as her ego got bigger and Absolutely. she got more recognized and she got more work done to her body. And then yes. she was on TV and everybody was mm-hmm. talking about her and it got worse. And I think that the difference between K Michelle and Keisha Cole in that aspect is that Keisha, it doesn't have a problem with being humble and, and coming down like y'all I messed up. She has pro, pro, but publicly says she's messed up so right. many times and she doesn't have a problem mm-hmm. with that. K. Michelle thinks she does nothing wrong. Absolutely. K. Michelle thinks her shit don't sink. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, she's rude to her fans. She's rude to people who aren't fans of her. Anybody that's critical of her. Mm-hmm. She is, she's rude in interviews. Yeah, yep. she is very destructive. Mm-hmm. And she gives off a bad sense of, you know, the bitter black woman she, she gives does. that off and she is bitter like she clearly is right. like every situation that she has that could be good she turns it into something bitter right and you I, know and all of her relationships on tv whether it's friendship whether mm-hmm. it's uh romantic they all flutter and, it's, and it's all the same shit mm-hmm. all the time and you're like at some point it has to be you yep i used to like k michelle for a while i, I did too. Legit did. she blocked and me. i really what? And she blocked me on Twitter. I really... You be doing big things on Twitter. <laughs> Look, I need to get on Twitter. On you be Twitter. doing big things. She got mad at me because I told her that her dancing was a little bit scary when she was on the Wendy Williams show. Yeah, Because she can't dance. She knows she can't dance. You so stop. I don't know why she even tries. Like, with a voice like her, she could be Adele and stand there and just fucking sing. Did you hear when she made that comment about Adele, though? Uh-uh. That's the thing. Like, she made some big comment at some big event. Like, I believe it was like A&R execs and record labels and I'm not saying she's wrong but it's just the way that she puts forth she says that if she was Adele or anybody else she would have already popped but because she feels like they're making their money off of our like the R&B style Mm -hmm. and she's saying if she was Sam Smith she took shots fired at Sam Smith and Adele she says she already would have blown and my thing is is like there's a time and a place for everything. Right. Especially when she was. Kay Michelle is talented. But uh, she is. But she was already being blackballed in this industry. So for you to go stand in front of industry execs again and do the same shit with your mouth. (laughs) Like you put yourself in your own situations. Like I have no sympathy for her because Mm -hmm. she got that mouth. She thinks that her, her talent overshadows her mouth and it's starting to be the other way around. Exactly. You know, and that's Mm -hmm. the fault of her. There's a fine line. I've been a Kay Michelle fan before people popped Kay Michelle. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like all of that. Like, all of it. And I feel like I have all her mixtapes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before people even saw her on Love and Hip Hop. Right. And so to see her on Love and Hip Hop, it was like, ugh. Yeah. Like, this is who you I are. It was so horrible. That was season disgusting. where she said she left 
a nobody, but then she came back mm-hmm. like a known. Like her whole aura was different. She should have never know? came back though, because every time she goes on that show, she weakens her brand. I know. That's the thing is like I feel like those shows are for husbands or baby mamas or, or side on the ways. Or what? On the ways, because K Michelle was on the way, and then she got. Big. Or on the you think on the ways? Because sometimes yeah. I think that could fuck up the situation. No, because K Michelle like okay. catapulted from being Maybe. on that show. But it, okay, that's but true. It was her going but back. But before fuck her that, up. it was classically known as being a has been one hit mm-hmm. wonder. Right, done. like, like uh, this is or a the ones that ender. used to be. Mm-hmm. Right, that's why. Like I was shook. This is and that's why came, that's why Keisha Cole was scared to go on there, right. but now she's going to be on uh, Hollywood. Next See, season. I don't think that's a good look. But we you know what? I don't. That. I think she gets a lot of her fans from reality TV. She's done reality TV for so you know many what? years. That she is was like true. one of the first celebrities she to was. do that's reality so true, TV. Actually, so, so that, like, you might be right. That's her lane. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't know if another album is in the sky for Keisha Cole. Like I don't know if that should happen. I really or don't at know least if- right now. I don't know if that should happen, mm-hmm. but she's good for TV, and I really think I'd like to see her act and stuff, but she might. I would, too. I don't I would know love about, that. I think she would be a wonderful actress. I, I think, think so, too. I think she hasn't accepted I the feel fact. Like, I feel like she hasn't accepted the fact that she's hit a plateau on the music mm-hmm. right now. Like, this is, right. you know, like, when you got, like, act- uh, singers like Brandy and Monica and stuff, they knew that they hit a plateau, and they went on to acting, and so right. with that, Monica decided to be a mom, and mm-hmm. then she came back. Like, you have to know when you have hit it. Right, and I think she, but what happened to the good old days, like the Aaliyah days and stuff, where they would try to branch out into acting? Like, I feel like rappers did that for a while, Mm -hmm. but for R&B singers, like, Um, why? I don't know. I really, you know what, and it became a thing with, I think a lot, the actresses and the R&B singers, songstresses, they cross lanes a lot where there are a lot of them are friends with each other like actresses are friends with mm-hmm. r&b singers and i think it was a respect for craft because they don't I have see. that now I but see. they have respect for craft where you know i'm not about to jump into their lane because taking away roles for her right you know what i mean but now you got reality stars thinking they're actresses right and, and, vice, and, and then just, you have actresses thinking they're singers right and, then and, you have, and it's like look Right. You were good in then your life. Then you have basketball players thinking they're rappers, and it's like, uh, I can't. It's I can't just even. so much. And it's like, you know what? You are stronger in your in your, in your your purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you see someone else doing it, don't mean that you're supposed right. to do it, even though you like it. Support them right. if you like it so much. But you're stronger in your, in your situation, mm-hmm. your God given gift. And I just don't understand why people, you know, have ended their careers by doing that. Because the people have deaded their careers by switching lanes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you didn't notice when, you know, such and such did that. Like, that wasn't a good look. Mm-hmm. But the whole reason I brought up Kate Michelle was because, did you see, she went on a, well, you probably didn't. She went on a Twitter rant last night. Um, basically, she was talking about how she kind of felt destroyed because when she was put out, um, Anybody Want to Buy a Heart, the title track, Anybody Want to Buy a Heart, got ripped from her album because the rapper she did the song with, Girlfriend, thought that they were fucking. And so she was very insecure. Well, that couple happens to be McMills and Nicki Minaj. Um, yeah. So all of that's coming out because I guess uh, there was this girl who was ready to expose K. Michelle uh, because mm-hmm. I guess, I, I don't I want to say girl because I really don't know. Mm-hmm. There was a person who uh, said that they were going to air out uh, K. Michelle because she owes them some money or something. And um, she got audio com- of their conversation about her talking about Nicki Minaj um, and Idris Elba. And um, 
so all of a sudden she went on this rant or whatever. So I guess she was trying to expose it before someone else exposed it. Mm-hmm. But I could totally see Nikki doing that though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was just like, oh, like for her, and that's what she's and Kate Michelle did say that she was like, for someone to be so successful and such a celebrity to be so insecure is that's ridiculous. True. But it, when you remember that the things that are considered beautiful are are not truly yours, mm-hmm. what you see in your mind is still that's true the when you, you buy it. When yep. you buy it, you still have those people, insecurities. And that's how people get addicted to plastic surgery. It is. It truly is. Because you mm-hmm. have you know people who are unrecognizable at this point right. in time. And it's just like, oh my goodness. Uh, Brandy was rushed to the hospital. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, so Countess Vaughn, she was on to something. Because Countess Vaughn kept commenting under her pictures, congratulations on the new baby. Congratulations on the baby. What? So and then I, she fell out on a plane, right. didn't she? So I'm like, ain't nobody brought that back to uh, that she's pregnant. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, and, you know, like, I guess they, uh, Brandy went through and, you know, deleted the comments that Countess Vaughn was leaving, but not before people seen him. And then, like, Brandy's daughter made a video, like, I'm not expecting no little brother or sister or whatever. Mm. I'm like, for you to go to such lengths to have your daughter make Mm. an Instagram video to say that you're not pregnant, I think you must be pregnant. Right. You know what I mean? And you could kind of see in some of the pictures that they was posting, like, she kind of had a bump. And then you Mm -hmm. just passed out on the plane talking about you exhausted because you've been doing so many trips. Really? Who booked right. you, boo? She's like, I've been working nonstop, you know, all these shows. What shows? Who booked you? you? Stop. I need to see your, your itinerary. Right. I, like, I, you I need to see your tour list, okay? <laughs> right. like, where are you at? Like, I was just like, okay, girl. So, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some information about that, you know, in whichever way that goes, but... I just think it's all crazy. I'm like, okay, you know, her and Countess Vaughn got that love-hate relationship. Like, her and Monica got that hate-hate relationship. <laughs> they don't get funny. along? Who, Monica and Brandy? Mm-hmm. No, they beef and sneak this each other all the time. Really? And Brandy always starts Can it. I just say, I love me some Monica. Yes. From, from her music yeah, to I'm the Monica way she over carries Brandy herself. At all. The way she's a mother, yeah. a wife. I like Monica. I, I love, when I, I'm telling you, my Pandora radio stays on Monica radio like all the time and mm-hmm. all the hits play. Yeah. Mon- uh, Brandy, she seems like, it's so crazy because it seems like she's still trying to beat Monica and it's like, and you're like, why? the boy's mind is done. Like, why Get are you still trying it. to beat this woman? There's nothing, you guys can't compete. Your lives are different. You're different people. Mm-hmm. You sing differently. Like, there's no more competition. Right. Like, they just gave you, like, they gave her the, what, woman of the, like, what did they give her? Something, a career achievement or something award at the Soul Trains. And I'm sitting here like, okay, and everybody says she's a vocal Bible, but I don't know what Bible they're But reading. I feel like I don't it's more that. of envy of, because Monica does have a beautiful life. Mm-hmm. Monica is so humble that she's known as the best friend to like all yeah, she others. She has the likeness. She, the personality. You know what I mean? She just is so But you know sweet. what? Brandy does it to herself because she lies so much. Mm-hmm. Like you lied and said you were married. Robert yeah, came out and was like, no, we were never yeah, but married. where you come from? Because look at Ray J, girl. And then she was like, well, we had a spiritual connection. Well, that's not a marriage. It's boo. not. And then you were a Scientologist. But every uh, other every right. other post that you make, you thanking God for this, God for that. Wait a minute. Are you a Scientologist or are you thanking right. God? I need you to get your life together. Mm-hmm. Tell me which one is true. And then when they like, had that picture. Then they had that picture of her all at the Scientology thing. And I was like, I don't trust this bitch no more. Right. I'm like, I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. Then you're a vegetarian. But we see you eating chicken. So which one is it? Right. But look, I'm, 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 for real though, look at Ray J. Ray J is a, a lion ass. Ray J got them lion lips. Girl. Any nigga that got lips like that lies. Ray J been suspect since Moesha. Mm-hmm. So I really can't even. Yeah. I came with them. Um, 
But yeah, so that's just the mess in the streets that's been happening for the last couple weeks or a week or however long that shit been going on. Um, I really don't really have much else to talk about. I have some stuff, some kind of positive stuff. Ooh, that's nice. I love positivity. So, well, one is I I saw this article and I think I, I really liked it and it was written by a really like dope black author mm-hmm. and I don't remember her name I, I'll pull it up in a minute but it is called what not to say to the creatives in your life and so by that I mean I feel I, like I've seen that Go I ahead. feel like we in a the black community um, and this also ties into Simone Sanders just did um, you know they had the state of the union the black state of the union uh-huh. address and she did a, sp- a speech called um, Education is No Longer the Great Equalizer, mm-hmm. which I feel like we've known for a while. A long time. Yep. Um, so that just kind of plays into what not to say to the creatives in your life. We all have friends in our life. Like, I consider myself like a creative. You consider yourself a creative. What would you say for like people who don't kind of get that and they feel like you just need to stay in school, keep your nose to the grind? What would you say are some tips to not say to the fellow creative friend or whatever in your life? Um, what not to say? I think always asking what schools you go to is annoying, and like what you get your degree in is annoying. Exactly. I hate that. Yes. Oh, it irritates my spirit. Mm-hmm. And I just be like, you know what? Because I had an ex friend who just became an ex friend recently who <laughs> used to do that, and it's right. like, boo, we work in the same job. So how is your degree better than my life? Exactly. Like we are doing the same thing here. Right. But um, what else? I would say. Um, really just, I think discouraging comments like, so, um, that hasn't worked out yet for you. Exactly. Or how long do you plan on doing that? how long do you plan on doing Whenever they say, (laughs) I know you're gonna, whenever they say little. Yes, little. So, so you still doing that little podcast Right, exactly. Like, um, what time is, like, I hear this, what time is, um, your little thing coming on. Don't say you're like. I'm sorry. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just like little stuff you like that. You still working on that little such mm-hmm. and such business? Oh yeah, you got that hobby that you do. I don't have no hobbies. Right, I'm too busy is, to have hobbies. That's ex- what you mean? Right. That's another one. It says, um, "Oh, insert creative job." Is your hobby? What's your real job? Yeah, exactly. You're like actually my my, and it's not my hobby. It's mm-hmm. my business. Yeah, is my first job, and this nine to five is my second exactly you know what i mean yep. um yeah it's because i don't know what that is and then they say like um okay but what if there's no market for such and such i have heard that and what if people don't want it um i've also heard will you make enough money doing that though for real like do you think it would be enough what like why are right. you am I asking why are you, you in my pocket money? right uh-huh. like I don't remember asking you for a loan so right. until I do don't worry about that shit you know what I mean yeah so you're like just if if you're a friend to a creative and like this is another thing I want to talk about like how to support your friends in their businesses ventures. actually support them let's try that for one actually support them and that doesn't necessarily mean a simple retweet even though we appreciate that too right or a shout out it could be something as simple as um when you network 
you keep your homie in mind yep. and you're like, you know what? I have a friend who actually does such and such. I'm going to give you her number. You guys would be perfect. Mm-hmm. It could be something like just when you venting like, man, you know what I mean? I hope this shit pops. You know, I've been working so hard. Just listen. Right. You know what I mean? But I feel like we don't support each other in our mm-hmm. creative endeavors nope. because we have been ingrained. Um, and that's such an old school ideology that for black people, especially it's women only one to get winner. ahead, is that it's education. And yeah. that's not been true for years. Not um, at all. Us creating wealth is the only way that we're ever going to get ahead. Yep. Yep, and that's why I'm reading that uh, Black Privilege book, The Charlotte and the Gods. Really How is book. that? I'm surprised you spent your own coins. Girl, it's a really good book. You spent your own coins on it? Did you I buy two books, really? I never said I spent my own coin. I said I'm reading in the book. But. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Because hey, I'm saying that's exactly what I would have done. If it's somebody that I'm not for sure, but right. I want to get the knowledge. Because you know how I feel about Charlotte. Exactly. I won't give them the <laughs> But I, I did. Them those I really feel like even though he's problematic, I really felt like. He, I mean, Charlotte. Charlemagne's a dick, but he drops gems. But you know, there's always and gems. So, it doesn't matter who it is. Like, I've yeah. always learned that if there's something you can learn from that, then yeah. it was worth it. And I was having a problem with the title, Black Privilege, but I've heard him break it down a couple times. And I still was kind of like, Charlemagne, you pushing it. But it is, really is true. Opportunities do come to those who create it. So mm-hmm. if you haven't read that book, I would say read it. Um, it's really good. I haven't finished it yet, but as so far, you so like good. I, so far. I really do like it. That's and it. it's like, and a lot of the stuff is like self-aware stuff, like you already know. But it gets to a point where you know you're not implementing them Mm -hmm. and so it's just like when you see something that someone else has thought that you think is just makes it all better like yes i knew i wasn't yes Yes. it's like you know that you're doing the right thing or you're on the right path or you're thinking the right thing exactly and sometimes we need that reinforcement because like you said we don't have people who support us as creatives that are around us Mm -hmm. they're always trying to figure out how we can do something that's more traditional traditional or nine to five ish or whatever Mm -hmm. so it's nice to have that affirmation right yeah i did i did enjoy that it's that's why it's important to surround yourself with other creatives who because we've been conditioned to think that the main goal is monetary value Mm -hmm. but what if it really isn't and it's just fulfillment yeah or if it's just you feeling that your creativity because there's more to life than money Mm -hmm. but we especially in the black community we our success is the car that we drive it is oh i have such and such position and i'll be honest for me in the past two years i've had to be like that that doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. My work position doesn't define me. But I know a lot of black women that they can hate their jobs. They have no time to spend with their children, but simply because they can say that they, they got hold such and such title. Mm-hmm. And we need to get away from that. You know yep. what I mean? It really is like that. And then also with creatives, I will say that you should really take your time and find the great like mash for creative because yes. I have been around a lot of creatives in my time. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the competition gets ridiculous and it's like mm-hmm. we're not supposed to be competing we're supposed to be helping exactly. and encouraging and bringing each other along that's what the other minority um communities do that's why there's so many businesses in the korean and chinese um mm-hmm. areas and stuff like that because they bring each other together they support each other they spin with each other right. all that stuff and we still have that competition mindset mm-hmm. in the we black have that, community we have that crab in the bucket mindset yeah and it's be, and they made sad. us that way though it's like and they made us you know that because way. they like Absolutely. oh because even though it's like oh it's a privilege and only certain people make it not everyone will have this opportunity mm-hmm. so when you have one black person that shines it's like oh you're the only one who can shine you can't take them with you right. you know what I mean and it's always hard like that so I have had that situation more than one time mm-hmm. and 
as a creative, you need other creative minds around you because it only Absolutely. heightens your sense of creativity. Mm-hmm. But it gets stifled when you can't hang out and exactly and do that when you have people who are just wanting mm-hmm. to compete or either take your ideas and run with it. I I've had that, that happen girl. to me before. Oh my god! I know, and I like I just be talking yep. because. And it's not that, like, I'm naive. It's just that, like, I just be talking. And sometimes I'm like, I need to, like... Draw back. Because draw back. people steal. Right. <laughs> and it's really sad, though. It's just like, damn, like, if I'm a creative and you creative, you know how hard it is for me. Exactly. And so why would you make it even harder mm-hmm. and then go steal someone's idea and be like, oh, well, I didn't know you were really going to do it. Right. Or I thought you were going to do it this way. Any form of it is mine. Right. If I brought it to the table and exactly. if I, you know, showed it to you or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's it's horrible right. I hate that so I just feel like if you're gonna be a creative you need to support other creatives that are around you and just take your time to find some exactly and don't tell them well that's already been done because we don't live in the age anymore yeah. where we the will has been invented okay mm-hmm. the, there's nothing in this world that has yep. not been and invented and the will has been invented but, but think about how many variations of them are now can, exactly mm-hmm. so what you can do is figure out your own niche your own um, spin on yeah. it your own flavor but don't tell them but that's already been done because you're like do you, do you know how many such and such businesses are thriving mm-hmm. do you know iPhone is not the only phone brand that is getting broke off right so just make sure that like don't tell the creatives in your life but such and such has already been being done yep because you there's always because there's always more money in all these industries for everybody yep. that's true mm-hmm. all right well let's do the sound of blackness and then we'll get out of here okay all right so the sound of blackness this week is what? Sugar Rush Bathhouse. Okay. Dot com. It is. What is the website? Okay, so it's sugarrushbathhouse.com forward slash store envy. Okay. Tell okay. The, and tell the people what they're gonna find. So there. it is musically inspired bath bombs. Um and they look beautiful that and smell they beautiful. They smell beautiful. <laughs> I feel like they're lush quality. And my inspiration for these bath bombs, because I have to tell the story, was like, um, I'm really into like cult following, so like brands that just have like a, a like a don't dedicated. Say, don't say cult following. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it's called. Like that's what it's called shit. in the like industry. Just like people who are you're like, from Utah, you can't say super, cult. No, but that's what the businesses are called. Like cult followings. Like I'm trying to think of makeup brands. Like makeup brands like Lime Crime. Who right. like that's all people wear is that mm. and and like there's groups dedicated it or lush has a cult following mm-hmm. where they call themselves lushies and whatever yep. so i wanted to develop a cult type brand an indie brand i should say mm-hmm. that was musically inspired i see all these like gothic bath bombs they're blood and gory or right. whatever and they're so perfect because people are like oh my god that is so me and i thought in the black community we don't have bath bombs or anything like that that we are, can retweet and be like, "Girl, this is so me." You know yep, what I mean? Exactly. So I wanted we can to have, now though. Why? Right. So I wanted to make bath bombs that were like we have bath bombs for like the Beehive fans. If you're yes, Beyonce. a fan of music, I have like an 808s and Heartbreak. Yes. Like bath bomb that's like I like that 402 Chronic bomb. I like the Chronic. Yeah. You know, the Chronic bomb, which was inspired by of or course 420. Did I say 402? 
Um, See, so that was inspired that by Dre, my purple <laughs> rain bomb. Yes. And so I want it to be, uh, you know, it's the future. The future is going towards Instagram and Snapchat. And I want our people to be like, because bath bombs are not a necessity, but they're certainly a luxury. Yep. I want people to Snapchat this. Maybe you're um, a Beyonce fan. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine Snapchatting that? And your people know they'd be like, girl, you yep. found the best. Like that is so you. Exactly. And then other people are like, where can I find that? I love me some Beyonce. Or whatever. Maybe you're a Prince fan. So I wanted to make bath bombs that were like us. Yeah. I have some like Afrocentric inspired like girls with like froze. That yeah. Are bath they're bombs. super dope. I love them. Yeah. So. And I wanted to make sure that everybody knew about them so that they can you. support so, you. Because yep. it's dope. We got to buy black. And on Facebook, it is Sugar Rush Bath House. Yep. Yep. Um, and then, like I said, www.sugarrushbathhouse.com forward slash store envy. And yeah, come check them out. They are super dope. And yes, ma'am. Yep. We will be there. Black owned. Buying black. And it's vegan. And it's vegan. And they're cruelty free. And I just think they're dope because, you know, we don't, I want us to have our own things for our own culture. I'm working on like a, a house party themed bath bomb because um, you know I'm that. 90s. Yes, I love and that. And I also have a 90s bath bomb, so come Can and check play. it out. Dope. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to thank y'all for tuning in and sticking with us, even though we are two weeks behind. We do apologize. <laughs> um, you can reach us at it's a vibe podcast at gmail.com. It's a vibe podcast at Twitter. We are there as well. Look forward to seeing us on YouTube really fast here. It's coming, I promise. Um, Enjoy your week, and I'm out. Peace.